This is the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. I'm Robert Peterson, the host and creator of the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. Welcome to the 33rd episode of this podcast. To prove Notorious Bakersfield isn't always about murder and mayhem, I'm changing gears for this episode for a little local history. Other than Colonel Thomas Baker, who Bakersfield was named after, and George and Julius Chester, who Chester Avenue was named after, and the country music stars Buck Owens and Merle Haggard, I can't think of another name more closely associated with Bakersfield than the Bill family name. I interviewed William Cook, the author of the recently released book about Truxton and Marie Bill, for his insights into this family whose members have figured prominently not only in Bakersfield and Kern County's history, but our country's history. This is the story of Truxton Beale. You don't have to live in the area very long to realize the name Truxton and Bill are common names that pop up around town. There's General Bill Road east of Bakersfield, Bill Park in the Oleander neighborhood, Bill Memorial Library in downtown Bakersfield, Bill Memorial Clock Tower now at the Kern County Museum, Truxton Avenue, and Bill Avenue. Not only are the Bill and Truxton names a common sight in Bakersfield, they're common in other areas of the country, too. There's Bill Street in San Francisco, Bill Air Force Base up around Sacramento, Bill Mountain Range in eastern California. Bill Cut served as a stagecoach pass down in the Santa Clarita area near the I-5 and Highway 14 interchange. It's not just the West Coast. On the East Coast, there's Truxton Park in Annapolis, Maryland, that is the neighborhood park for, you guessed it, Truxton Heights. And there's the Governor's Mansion in Maine that's named the Walker Blaine Bill Mansion. And it's not just buildings and streets and parks that bear these names. There was the decommissioned Navy destroyer USS Bill and the current Navy destroyer USS Truxton. All of these things have one thing in common. They're named after the family members of Truxton Bill or Truxton Bill himself. So who was Truxton Bill? He must have been born here in Bakersfield. No. He was born in San Francisco in 1856. His father, Edward Fitzgerald Bill, was an American naval officer, United States diplomat for Ulysses S. Grant's administration, superintendent of Indian Affairs, and California rancher. He purchased Fort Tejon just south of Bakersfield. Truxton Bill was named for his maternal great-grandfather, Thomas Truxton, a commodore in the American Navy. Truxton Bill studied at private schools in San Francisco. He graduated from the Pennsylvania Military Academy and four years later got his law degree from Columbia University. Truxton followed in his father's footsteps by serving his country as a diplomat in Persia, Romania, Serbia, and Greece. Truxton married Harriet Blaine. Although this marriage was brief, 
they had one son, Walker Blaine Bill. Truxton went on to marry a young lady, Marie Og, a San Francisco socialite, 24 years his junior. When Truxton's father died, he inherited Tahone Ranch. Truxton and Marie lived and worked on the ranch for many years. In 1900, to memorialize his father, Truxton and his mother deeded the Beale Memorial Library to the city of Bakersfield. The single-story mission-style structure sat on the northwest corner of 17th and Chester Avenue. A few years later, in 1903, Railroad Avenue, a heavily used east-west road that crossed Chester Avenue in the heart of downtown Bakersfield, was renamed Truxton Avenue. In 1902, his mother Mary passed away, and two years later, Truxton gifted the city of Bakersfield a clock tower to memorialize her. It stood at the center of the intersection of 17th and Chester Avenue, the same intersection where the Bill Memorial Library was located. It was important to Truxton to have these memorials to his parents in close proximity to each other. For almost half a century, the Bill Memorial Clock Tower in the heart of Bakersfield was an iconic site to the city's landscape. Both the clock tower and the library were badly damaged in the 1952 earthquake and had to be demolished. The clock tower was rebuilt at Pioneer Village, now Kern County Museum, and formally dedicated in 1964. On September 4th, 1915, the city of Bakersfield celebrated Truxton Bill Day at none other than Bill Park. It was a huge celebration where speakers praised the good deeds and generosity of Truxton Bill. Besides owning and living at Tahone Ranch, 30 miles south of Bakersfield, it doesn't appear Truxton Bill had any other connection to Bakersfield. He wasn't born here. There's no indication he ever lived here. But for some reason, he had a fondness for this city. And Bakersfield leaders and citizens were grateful for his generosity. William Cook, a Maryland attorney, recently released a book about Truxton and Marie Beale titled The Gun-Wielding Philanthropist and the Adventurous Socialite, The Charming and Eccentric Lives of Truxton and Marie Beale. I was able to talk to William Cook about his book. Here is that conversation. Uh, yeah, so I have written a book before. Uh, this is, I would say, probably the most uh, serious book that I've written, The, uh, the Gun-Wielding Philanthropist, an Adventurous Socialite, about Truxton Beale and his wife, Marie. Uh, I put a, a ton of research into it. And, uh, uh, you know, I would say it's my, my best one of, of, of all the books I've written. Uh, what was it that made you take an interest in Truxton and Marie Bill? I live in Annapolis. I lived there since I think about 2009 in, in a neighborhood called Truxton Heights. And I never gave too much thought initially as to why it was called that. Uh, when I got a dog a few years later, I'd walk him through a, a park that was next store to, next to my, my neighborhood called Truxton Park. Again, for years, I never really gave much thought until one day I did. And I noticed there was a plaque in the park dedicating, the, basically saying that the, the park was donated 
to the state of Annapolis by a, a person named Truxton Beal. So did you go into it with the intention of writing a book or did you just want to learn more about the Beals and then you decided, hey, this is an interesting story. I think I'll, I'll write a book. It's a bit both, actually. I mean, really just kind of went into just finding more information about him. And the more I found, I just found him a very interesting, fascinating person. I just felt like after reading more and more about him, I, I wanted to put together a book. And I was worried that I wouldn't have enough material. And it wasn't really until I went to the Library of Congress that I found enough material in the National Archives where I could put together something of a book. It's not a long book, but it's, it, you know, that was one of my concerns is that I wouldn't have enough information to put together anything that would qualify as a book. I did. And as I, as I was collecting it, my, my intent of putting together a book grew stronger. And what, um, what did you want to accomplish by writing this book? Well, I wanted people to have a, I mean, it may sound strange. I just wanted people to learn about Truxton Marie. Uh, I, I found them both fascinating individuals. They, they did a lot of good in their lives. I felt the story was interesting. I wanted to entertain people as well. I thought there were things you could probably learn uh, about their lives and how they looked at things, uh, how they looked at wealth and, and responsible uses of it, uh, and, and things like that, that I thought people could learn something from it. So, uh, you know, what I hope to accomplish, I guess, all of the above, I want to entertain people, I want to educate people. Um, and I just kind of enjoyed writing the book it was personal enrichment personal enjoyment as much as anything else right. although it was very difficult but it was something i just enjoyed doing and as far as you know as far as we know this is the only book written about um truxton or marie marie wrote some books about her travels but nothing yeah. about you know her life or anything like that right no, nothing substantial um yes yeah, so it is the first book that I'm aware of that is about Truxton Beale and or Marie Beale. This book, I could not, I found there are books about Truxton Beale's father. There are books about Truxton Beale's great grandfather. There are books about Truxton Beale's first wife's father, James G. Blaine. There are a lot of books about him, but there are no books out there as far as I'm aware. And I've searched pretty high and low about Truxton Beale or Marie Beale. I know they traveled to and visited Bakersfield from time to time. Yes. But there's no indication that General Bill or Truxton or Marie ever lived in Bakersfield. They lived in, you know, Tahone Ranch. Yes. I know that, but uh, I I you didn't have any any uh indication that they ever lived here in Bakersfield. That's an interesting question because he certainly had he donated money to the to the city as you know. I mean, you have right, the old right. Memorial Library um the Beal Tower, which is, uh, I think, is that the one? The library is dedicated to his father. I think the, the, the tower is to his mother. Uh, I think there's a Truxton Street and there's a Beale Street. I, I would, ass I, I, I'm not an expert on this, but I would assume it's the nearest city. Probably, I assume the nearest city or, or, or close to, you know, metropolitan place. He certainly felt some connection. So I, I'm not a, an expert on, on the relationship between the ranch and, and Bakersfield, but uh, having never been to Bakersfield, which I was telling you is my goal to visit soon. Uh, so there is a, a greater Bakersfield connection there. He certainly was in Bakersfield. I'm not aware of him actually owning property itself in Bakersfield or his father. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting that they had such a connection to Bakersfield. Truxton had such a, a affection for Bakers Bakersfield that he would donate all these things to Bakersfield. And it's just kind of, 
remarkable. Yeah, he mentioned uh, when he was donating the, the Beale Memorial Tower, uh, I guess the city, uh, the city council or something like that had uh, put out some sort of, I showed affection for him and his family after his mother had passed away and, and put out some sort of resolution in, in her honor. So I, I think that was something that uh, endeared him to the city that they, for whatever reason, felt need to send their condolences on the, on the death of his mother. Uh, I, I can't say beyond that. I mean, Beale had connections in Washington, D.C. He owned Decatur House. He had connections here in Annapolis where he bought a lot of property in his, in his twilight years, his older years. He had connections to San Francisco and, and San Rafael. And then again, he had the, the ranch, the uh, ranch in, in, in near Bakersfield. And I guess because the ranch was in the same county, he felt the connection to Bakersfield. And as I put there's a Beale Park in Bakersfield uh, and then there's a, a Truxton Park here in Annapolis. And I, he, his wife said he was always proud he could spell his name out in the Navy with the USS Truxton and the USS Beale. USS Truxton named after Truxton named after his great grandfather, Thomas Truxton. USS Beale named after his father, Edward Fitzgerald Beale. He probably also liked that he could spell his name out in parks uh, with U, uh, Park, Truxton Park here and Beale Park there. In 1902 in San Francisco, Truxton Beale got into some legal trouble. And William Cook, the author of The Gun-Wielding Philanthropist and the Adventurous Socialite, The Charming and Eccentric Lives of Truxton and Marie Beale, he'll tell us all about that when we come right back after this. Maddie, I'm trying to record a podcast here. Folks, in case you didn't know, I don't have a fancy studio for recording the Notorious Bakersfield podcast. I do it all from home, so don't be surprised if you hear from time to time a siren or a lawnmower or even my dog Maddie trying to add her two cents. And what she was trying to tell you there was how much she likes her new haircut she got the other day at Divadoo's. Divadoo's Luxury Pet Spa is now accepting new clients. They're located at 3409 Wilson Road, right across from the old Cave Mart building on Wilson. Divadoo's specializes in poodles and doodles. While in their care, your pet will receive a warm bath with premium shampoo specific to your pet's coat. All services include nails trimmed and filed and ears cleaned. Full grooms include desired haircut. Staff is CPR and first aid certified. They have experience with dogs of all sizes, breeds, and coats. And mention you heard about Diva Do's here on the Notorious Bakersfield podcast and receive an upgraded Super Do package for free. The Super Do includes upgraded shampoo and conditioner, paw treatment, breath refresh, cologne, and a bow or bandana. Call 661-827-7591 to book an appointment. Don't take my word for it. Listen to Maddie. Truxton got into some legal or criminal trouble in San Francisco in 1902. You alluded to it earlier. Um, tell me about that incident. Truxton 
had been married uh, and then divorced. At some point, he moved out to uh, to San Francisco. I guess he would have been about age 46, and he's living in San Francisco. And this young woman who was, I guess, friends of the uh, friends of his family, he was friends with their, their, and her, their family, comes on knocking on his door one day, very upset. This is Marie, uh, that some newspaper, the San Francisco newsletter, had published an article about her that, although it didn't name her by name, it was pretty obvious that it was describing her. And I think today, if you read it, you would think it looked kind of innocent, or at least not that bad. But at the time, it was kind of suggesting that she was involved in um, unladylike behavior. And it was very distressing to her to have this published, to have people talking about her. And she was 21 years old. And why this newsletter felt the need to attack a 21-year-old girl, essentially, and, and accuse her of of impropriety is, you know, is bizarre. And, and it, she was upset by it. She knocked on Truxton's door and his plan allegedly was to go. Um, and by the way, her father was out of town. Uh, there was mention that she might have had a brother and that he was out of town. So Truxton was the next person she went to sort of like a, you know, a person to go to for advice and help. And he got the idea that he was going to go, and knock on this editor's, really publisher's door, and demand a re- that he publish a retraction. Well, on the way to see this publisher, he meets up with a friend of his who was a bit of a hothead. This other guy gives Truxton a gun for his protection, thinking he might need this. They knock on the the publisher's house. France, uh, Frederick Marriott is it Frederick? I believe it's Frederick Mar- Marriott Jr. Knock on the guy's door. There's conflicting stories about how it all went down. Allegedly, Truxton asked this guy for a retraction. The publisher sneers at him. This enrages Truxton, who then just starts, you know, assaulting the guy. At some point, the guy looked like he was going to go for a gun as he was running away. And the other person Truxton was with fired a few rounds at him, uh, non-fatal rounds. But the person, the, the editor and publisher had to go to the hospital and Truxton and his friend were charged with assault with intent to murder, which you know was and is a serious felony, which he could have gone to prison for a number of years. After this happened and after Truxton was charged, it was announced that Truxton and Marie were engaged to marry. And they tried to make it seem like this engagement had gone back from the summer. I'm not 100% sure I buy that. Uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me if, if the engagement was spurred as a one, appreciation for defending her honor, and two, as a means of, of helping him in court. If you're beating some guy up because he you know, upset some friend, it might be, be taken one way. But I think back then, if it was your fiance or wife, it would have been taken in, in a different way. And particularly trying to suggest that she was involved in, in, in you know, sexually inappropriate uh, behavior. So they get engaged. Truxton goes on trial. He's found not guilty. So is his um, co-defendant. And then Truxton and Marie get married. There was a civil suit that followed. Uh, at least the, the co-defendant lost a civil suit, had to pay some money. So that's sort of the the, the legal problems that Truxton got into. Uh, he was very fortunate; it didn't turn into something uh, more dangerous. Uh, that, you know, he could have easily been convicted. He easily could have gone to prison. Could have killed the guy and been charged with murder. So uh, you know, his life would have taken a dramatically different turn had 
a few things going wrong. He was he was fortunate that uh, it did not go. It, in fact, it actually turned out pretty well for him. He got he got married to this girl and uh, beat all the charges. He, you know, he, he, it was sort of a gamble there, and and he 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 won, I guess. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that he was acquitted of the attempted murder charge, and their whole defense was we weren't trying to kill him. We were just trying to, you know, make him. Yeah. They were trying to assault him. I mean, basically what they said, we, we were, we were going to assault him. We didn't mean to kill him. Now, normally as a lawyer, you would, you would think the prosecutor would have asked the jury to come back with a, at least a, a verdict of a guilty finding on simple assault. For whatever reason, that charge did not go to a jury. I don't know how it was back then. I know now a prosecutor has discretion in what charges he or she wants to send back. At least, at least where I practice, it's entirely possible the prosecutor thought if he send back a misdemeanor assault charge, they'll just find him guilty of that and not guilty of the felony. And under the circumstances, you know, probably would just been a slap on the wrist. So he, I, I think it's likely the prosecutor just thought we can go for all or nothing on this thing. I just was remailing. I felt there should be something out there about him that people can read. I've tried to put everything I can in this one source. And I, uh, you know, if someone else wants to take my book and, and find more things, put out a more comprehensive biography of Truxton Beale or Marie Beale, by all means, go at it. I'm not, not discouraging anyone. But uh, right now, this is, if you want to know about Truxton Beale, it's the, uh, the gun-wheeling philanthropist and the adventurous socialite. Uh, you can go to my website, truxtonbeale.com. You can go on Amazon. Can I just explain something about the Amazon listing? Sure. If you got, sure. So I, when my, my designer, this is self-published because I didn't want to spend you know, years trying to convince publishers why they should publish a book uh, about someone they'd never heard of, probably. When I upload my Kindle version, there was an option to create a paper paperback version through Amazon. I looked at it. I thought it made a little more sense to publish it through there. I could publish it cheaper and, frankly, make a little bit more money. So if you go on Amazon, you search Truxton Beale, you'll, you'll see two copies of the book. One is, uh, I think, $24.99. That's the Lulu version. It's a little bit better quality paper. Uh, it it, it you know, the pictures look a little bit nicer, a little bit crisper. But there's also if you, the, the Kindle version and the uh, Kindle paperback paperback version for $19.99. Just as good. Um, maybe the pictures aren't quite as crisp. Maybe the paper's a little bit weaker, you know, not a little bit flimsier. But I, I'd say a pretty good, high-quality book regardless. If people are interested, I would say you're going to my website, or just go to Amazon, search Truxton Beale. You'll, you'll fairly easily find either one. Order whatever one you like. I read it and learned a lot about Truxton Bill. You can find it on Amazon, The Gun-Wielding Philanthropist and the Adventurous Socialite, The Charming and Eccentric Lives of Truxton and Marie Bill. You can also visit truxtonbill.com. There's a lot of documents Bill used to research this uh, book, and they're available there on, the, on the, his website, and you can order it from that website. Thank you, William Cook, for taking the time to talk to me, but most of all, Thank you for the hard work you put into researching this. The only book dedicated to Truxton Beale and his life. Next week will be February, the month of love. So the next three Notorious Bakersfield episodes will be stories about love turning deadly. See you next week, next Tuesday. Have a good week. <laughs>